let it flow through you, express it so it doesn't destroy you, so it doesn't start to control you. And you may feel like you're breaking, you may feel like you're dying, you may feel like you're being pulled apart, but that's actually a part of the healing process, you know, because sometimes healing is painful. It doesn't always feel good. You know, it's like sometimes when you break a limb or you're in an accident or things of that nature, it takes a while to heal yourself. It takes a while to rehabilitate yourself. And sometimes that is a painful process. So part of it is just simply acknowledging that. The second thing, the second um, tip and tool, and this one is a bit controversial because it's not gonna work for everybody, unfortunately, but the second tip is if you can to go to law enforcement and report it. And the reason I say this tip is controversial is because we know due to racism, sexism, misogyny, white supremacy, due to who your perpetrator might be, it's not always safe to go to the police, right? Um, sometimes your, your personal safety may be even in more danger if you report it. And other times you just simply won't be believed and be re-traumatized. So that is the reality for some survivors. But in your case, if that is not your reality and you can go to local law enforcement and you know that you're going to be believed or you sense you're going to be believed, go ahead and report it. And, and whatever evidence you have, whether it's the clothing you were wearing or anything of that nature, go with that and give that to them. Get a rape kit done. Do these things um, so that you can advocate so that this person who is probably a repeat offender will, will hopefully, you know, be taken to task. Um, you, you know, we may do another show or I may talk again briefly about, you know, convictions for, for rapists, which are just very, very low, unfortunately. But the bottom line is going to the police in, in some respects works, even if that person is not behind bars, because at the bare minimum, that perpetrator and that offender is on their radar. And so then if another woman or another man or a child or somebody comes forth and they also say this person did it to me too, that is really building a case against this person. So keep that in mind. Um, the third thing is to tell someone, to tell someone you know, you love and you trust about what happened to you. Because healing happens when we have a witness, when we have somebody who will sit and listen to our story uninterrupted, hold our hand, look into our eyes and say, I believe you, you're going to heal and you're going to get through this. Now, that being said, if you sense there are people in your life that you love and they love you, but you're not sure if they're going to believe you, then you may want to reserve telling that person. And you may instead want to go to a spiritual advisor or even better, go to a counselor, specifically a counselor who may be a survivor themselves. But you need to be able to tell people and express what happened to you because you need a support system behind you, you know? And um, the final thing I would also say around this is if you don't already develop a spiritual practice, because in developing a spiritual practice, whether it be an organized religion you follow, whether it be a practice or something that's more free form, you have something to believe in that is bigger than yourself. And of course, there are always going to be holy books and tools and guides and spiritual things that you can do to fortify your spirit and facilitate the healing process. Now, with that being said, I know there are those of you who are listening who unfortunately may have been violated by people in spiritual circles you are a part of or in organizations that you believed in. And so now you're not really sure if you can be a part of that organization anymore, or at least not in the capacity you were because of what happened to you. 
And it is incredibly unfortunate that violations happen in spiritual communities. They happen in spiritual communities. They happen in fitness communities. They happen in any space where people are vulnerable and seeking and looking for something bigger than themselves, you know, to join together, to believe in. And um, spirit is, you know, very, very aware of that, but they don't want you to lose faith or hope in the divine. Because the person that did that to you, the people who turned a blind eye, the people who told you that you were lying, they have lost their way. And just because they have lost their way, and just because they are behaving in a way that is traumatic and painful and nasty and mean, does not mean that you need to give up on yourself or you need to give up on what it is that you believe in and your own divinity. So definitely a spiritual practice is very important. Um, you know, there are so many books on, on healing, healing with candle magic, healing with food. There are so many things that you can do in order to facilitate and move through that process. So spiritual practice is, it's essential, essential, essential. Um, and the final thing I would say is to take care of your body. You know, and I, I sort of briefly touched on this before in terms of people who sometimes may become highly promiscuous or, you know, may develop eating disorders where you're eating too much or too little or you're over exercising. You really want to take care of your body by trying to give it some good food, um, get into some sort of a therapeutic exercise. Hatha yoga is very, very good for this because many of the Hatha yoga postures are very gentle. They're very healing. Um, it works even better if you do it in a heated environment. But you kind of want to stay away, um, I would say maybe in the beginning, from exercises that just are a little bit more tough on the body because you have experienced a violation. So you want to be in situations where you ease back into your body and you support your body. So really look for things that can allow you to do that. But those are some tips and tools that will absolutely help you. And um, you know, I, I just want to, wanted to note that. Um, I'm going to link some resources in the description for you as well for counseling, for trauma survivor, survivor groups, because that is so important. Um, for a lot of us, um, when we come forward and say we were raped or sexually assaulted or abused, we're not believed. We're often told that we're lying or we ask for it or something of that nature. And that can be even more traumatizing, especially if you're going to law enforcement and they're telling you that, or especially if you're going to people who are friends and family and people who you thought would love and protect you and they're telling you the opposite of what you thought they would say. You know, so that's even more traumatizing. And, and it's difficult because it can cause you to doubt yourself and doubt your intuition and doubt your own judgment. And, and you have to understand that don't doubt yourself. What you're dealing with are people who are predators. And luckily they're not the majority in this world, they are the minority, um, but they hide in the shadows and they tend also when they emerge to be very charming and very charismatic. So you would never think that this person is who they are, right? So always pay attention to how you feel around people. Um, if a boundary is crossed, if you feel weird with somebody touching you, if you don't wanna be alone with somebody, always pay attention to that and advocate for yourself. But I know in some instances, it, it just wasn't possible to do that. That person stalked you, they cornered you, they put you in a position where you were vulnerable and you know, possibly because of circumstances, you couldn't say no because you were unconscious or you couldn't say no because they put their hand over your mouth. There, there's a, you know, a series of things. I don't wanna get into it too graphically, but, but I'm just saying all that to say, I understand, I understand. Um, so I just wanted to leave you with that. As I said before, Live a Light airs the 
first of every month on Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, NicoleBowman.biz, and YouTube. You can also uh, listen on Facebook as well um, if you have the Facebook app. So all of those methods and channels are ways to listen. Um, and I am offering a reading discount for uh, listeners of Live the Light. Um, that reading discount will be available from now until January 1st. Uh, just go to NicoleBowman.biz and type in the code LIGHT all capital letters, and you will receive 20% off of individual readings. Um, now, the readings don't have to be scheduled between now and January 1st. They can actually be scheduled at any time. But in order to get the savings, you have to purchase it between now and January 1st. Um, so that will be on my website. And also, um, I've comprised a list of spiritual books and spiritual tools that I have personally used, um, some of which include practitioners that I personally know who are bona fide, tried and true. And you can purchase any of those on NicoleBowman.biz as well. Just go to my recommended books page, click on the picture, you'll immediately be taken to the payment screen and you can purchase any of the books and any of the card decks I have listed. And they're all fabulous. I've read all of them. I've used all of them. That's why I'm recommending them to you. So for readings and more, head over to NicoleBowman.biz and always remember to live your light, live your bliss, and love yourself. Take care, guys.